Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. This is the Maverick Podcast. I am your host, DJ Maverick. Today, we are rolling out the red carpet once again. We have an entrepreneur, salon owner, and hairstylist, the one and only Tracy Shepard. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. AKA Tracy does life, right? Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Before we dive in, for the 1% of the people out there that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh, well, okay. Um, I am a salon owner and an extension line owner. And I've been doing hair. Let's see, I graduated hair school in 03. Okay. And I've been doing hair off and on ever since. But I really have been getting into it the last 10 to 11 years. Awesome. Where did that love come about? Like as, you know, sort of younger self, were you always into like kind of like the beauty industry or where did that come about? Yeah, definitely my younger self. Yeah. I mean, like doing my own hair, doing my own haircuts, like mm -hmm. Kool-Aid dyes, Kool I mean, box color, all <laughs> yeah. that embarrassing stuff, like in middle school and high school. Cool. Um, so it's always been that, but I kind of, I was actually in college, um, just my first year and I had mm -hmm. tested out of one subject, but then my um, good friend at the time was like, I want to go to hair school. Do you want to go with me? And yeah. we were just like hanging out, drinking all the time. And I was like, okay, that sounds like fun. And <laughs> we went to hair school together. Cool. And then I was like, wow, I actually do like this. I mean, I always have, yeah. but it was never on my radar to be like, let me go to hair school okay. or beauty school. Did you explore other career options along the way? Or was it like, this is like your, your true love from the beginning? That was like it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then that was it. So I didn't go to, I, oh, I just quit going to college. I didn't mm -hmm. like drop out, but it was just. You just quit. <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't return. I just didn't, you know, re-enroll or whatever. Yeah. Did you start working sort of at another salon first or were you always like an entrepreneur? You wanted to do your own thing. Okay. Well. That's kind of a long, well, it's not a total long story. We got time. I know. <laughs> That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I um, went through hair school, didn't graduate. I actually okay. got a DUI. No way. Yeah, I did. Oh, man. I, I was like 20. Mm -hmm. I was super young whenever I started hair school. So I was yeah. like 20. And then so I was like, oh, no, I have to drop out of hair school and mm -hmm pay my attorney's fees, all that stupid stuff. My oh, mom man. was so mad. I bet. She's yeah. like, that's it. You're working full time, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's like super mad at me. Mm -hmm. um, so I never finished hair school. No way. So okay. then about, and but I was still doing it like in my friend's houses. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I was still mm -hmm. allowed to like go and get beauty supplies and go to the beauty supply store. Um, so I just kind of thought, well, dang, that was it. And then in my mid twenties, I was like, I need to finish my school. Yeah. And then um, she was like the same friend. She was like, well, I'm already in school. So why don't you just apprentice under me? So I actually, you can't transfer like actual beauty school hours to mm. those kind of hours, like apprenticeship hours. I had to start from the beginning with zero hours. Okay. And then so I apprenticed her the whole time. And then I actually graduated and took my test. I see. Okay. So then about a month later, the salon that she owned with a friend the friend's salon got destroyed in the tornado. I think it was like May 20th of 2012 okay. or 2011. There was that bad one in El Reno, but this mm -hmm. one was the bad one and more, maybe like a couple weeks prior. That's like a ton, right? When you say bad one and more, that's yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, which one <laughs> which are we talking about? Right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then, so she was like, oh my gosh, I can't own the salon anymore because her house had been completely destroyed. They were safe. Everybody was fine. Yeah. But her business partner was like, I, I can't. And then, so she was like, I can't own the salon by myself. Do you just want to buy it from the both of us? And I'm like, okay, but oh, I wow. like just graduated. Yeah. Like I, I know what I'm doing, but I'm, I don't know what I'm doing as far as I'm just happy to do hair and have my license. Right. All the stuff that comes along with running. I don't an know anything business, about a big right? business. I yeah. mean, you know, most hairstylists behind the chair, they still have like their own business, but mm -hmm. not like now I have to like, so to speak, manage a salon or, yeah. and do all the things. But I did it. Cool. And um, and then that was it. And then from then, I loved that salon. I loved where I was. Um, we just needed more exposure, and so I built one in South Oklahoma City. I actually sold that one whenever my lease ended. Okay. And then we opened up a tiny one in the Paseo district just to see like, do we want to go more North? Like with our clientele and yeah. like our everything. 
and then um and then my lease just ran out so i actually gave it to the friend whose house got destroyed in the tornado her and i became really good friends oh, really? and i just gave okay. it to her daughters that's cool because it was such a small mm-hmm. like location um everything was like custom built in so okay. it wasn't just like you know here you can buy these certain things it was like i can't tear up the place and take it all with me i see okay so then it all kind of came full circle you that's know cool. i didn't get the salon given to me in the beginning but that's okay um so you're brand new did you already have a base clientele or you just kind of took over their clientele or how did you sort of build up your business initially brand i hustled yeah that's like all you can do and True. i mean now it's like different like on social media and like Everybody's like, well, on TikTok, if you just do this, you can like, you know, have bigger clientele (laughs) in three months. And it's like, no. So I was up there, even though like I wasn't getting paid to do anything. And this was still before I had actually bought it. Like I was up there and I wasn't waiting on walk-ins because where we were, we weren't, um, we didn't have like, we were in the very back of like this office building. So basically I was just up there all the time. And I just like made myself known like to the other stylist clients, um, not to try to steal them. But, you know, if people see you working and doing things, there's always going to be someone that needs to get in that you can't get in. So I really did get a lot of overflow from that salon because it was like four or five of the girls were already really, really busy. But if you're doing that, you're not really able to sort of target your audience, right? Or target your clientele. Did you sort of pick up some people that you were like, okay, maybe this is my uh, not my ideal client type thing, right? Because I think if, if you are on social and you are starting from the ground up, you can sort of target the type of people you want to work with, right? You can. And that is the actual goal. And that is how you can really like hone in and get like your niche clientele. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, it's just like, I'll take anything Anything. that I can get. I'll work whenever (laughs) I can. I mean, I'll do and I'll just, I'll volunteer. Like I'll do it for a discount. You know, I'm just trying to do all these things. But back then there really wasn't social media. There was Facebook. Okay. So I was like. So it wasn't really a big factor, I guess at the time, right? No, I Mm. still own that. And I remember taking pictures i was like i think i'm just gonna like post pictures on my instagram of hair and they were horrible (laughs) and everybody in the salon they were like like what are you doing it's a waste of time either that or who is this girl think she is like no one's even gonna want to look at her hair pictures you know yeah um but i didn't care yeah so were there ever like any nightmare client experiences that happened initially did you ever had some sort of like crazy stories that happen out of that because you're, you know, you're brand new. You're sort of like taking any appointment at the time. You're just trying to hustle. Right. So there was definitely some, um, I do have one terrible, um, client experience. I was fairly new. I was probably about a year in, Yeah. but still, I mean a year, I mean, you're still like learning a ton of stuff, um, and just getting confident in certain things. And, um, this girl had came in with her mom, which is already a red flag for me, but I was like, Hey, whatever, you know, I'm doing it. And I asked her, there's like a film on your hair. Do do you put something on your hair? And she's like, no, I don't put anything on my hair. And the mom's just like standing over her. Yeah. And so we start to balayage. It's just where you hand paint, you know, um, is it like a highlight or it is is a highlight? Yeah. But you just, instead of putting it wrapped up in a foil or pulling it through a cap, you just hand paint on big sections. So it's supposed to be really gentle and like, non-damaging and normal Mm -hmm. and i'd already thought like this is kind of weird her hair feels funny of course i go through with it because i'm like hey whatever i'm just trying to make some money and and get whatever (laughs) just hustling right yeah Yeah. just and i'm like having fun doing it and it's Mm -hmm. you know but her mom was like hang on i'm gonna go out here and her mom like goes out in the waiting area and she was like i wasn't gonna say anything but i i mix like coconut oil and like some weird essential oil on my hair at night. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know what that's going to do. But I mean, she's like, but just don't tell my mom. I just didn't want to say it in front of her because she gets mad. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That would have been nice to know before you got started. Right. right? Yeah. Totally. Because about <laughs> 15 minutes later, her hair is literally smoking. No way. Yeah. There's just like smoke coming up. And I'm like, <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of start patting it because I'm yeah. like, is this like on fire? Like what's going yeah, what's on? Up with this? And it, it was like more smoking. And so mm. I had my bottle of water because, and I just poured it on her head. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I poured it all over. <laughs> yeah. And two of the girls there turn around and they're like, just staring. And they're like seasoned stylists. They, they're like, I mean, they know what they're doing. They have a full right. clientele. So I feel really stupid. Um, 
Her mom comes in like, what the hell? Her mom's cussing. They're going to blame you automatically. She's like, what is this? And um, and then her mom's like, I'm going to go tan. And the whole day was just a complete nightmare. That's crazy. I've had some nightmare clients, but that was probably the worst one that could happen. I'm like, I didn't didn't know what was going to happen if I didn't just pour the bottled water over her head. The hair didn't fall out though? Like it didn't? No. no. It was weird. (laughs) It was, I think it was just cooking. Maybe just like a weird chemical reaction. Yeah, I didn't, because she wasn't under the heat. It wasn't anything... Yeah, you know that you would just like figure or assume. Yeah, I don't have any crazy stories like that, but (laughs) I think I've I've mentioned like my bad experience. I think we've talked about a little bit. So I went to like sort of like one of the premier (laughs) barber shops, right? Oh my gosh, that always where all the guys like you know the best in town. Like yeah, they cut the NBA players, right? Like the Thunder goes there, OU players, right? So I go, (laughs) and the guys cutting my hair, right? And I've got hair all over me and stuff, mid haircut. He's like, I'm going to go outside to take a smoke break. Just walks out, leaves me with the hair, mid haircut. I've got hair all over me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, whose time are we here? Uh, Like, why? Like, mid haircut, Uh, are you taking a break? Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first and only, like, I'm going to go to this barbershop where all the NBA players go. Oh, gosh. Never again. (laughs) You said, but never again. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Hairstyle. Well, and then we're in South Oklahoma City, and I feel like, they just still have that stigma like that these hairstylists are like, yeah, stopping to smoke cigarettes or fighting with their boyfriend in the parking lot or or getting drunk while they're working or, or whatever, but it does happen. And and I think it's probably like easier. I don't know. I don't want to speak, but maybe it's easier to do guys hair versus, you know, women's right. Women's probably takes several hours. Like, I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) You never tried. I used to take a few men's clients, uh, to me. Yeah. You can ask, uh, people that I work with on this that, you know, they're men are more picky. You think so? I think no so. Way. I really? think so. But I'm also a woman cutting a man's hair. Sure. So I think that there's certain things that like, if a man was cutting your hair, just like, man, he, he, you know, I like this, so I'm going to do this or, yeah. or, you know, I like this part cleaned up, so I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even cut my boyfriend's hair now without arguing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, yeah. well, wait a minute. Let's just, he still tells me what to do every time. Now remember, don't go. And I'm like, I've cut your hair for six years. Yeah. Like, just, just let me. And he always yeah. has to, like, make sure that every hair is in place and mm-hmm. he has to fix his own hair yeah. and, like, all of the stuff, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Yeah. But, I would have thought the opposite. I would have thought that women's hair, there's a lot more that could go wrong. And then, like, there's layers and there's, like, the, like guys, it's just, are, like, you know, basically a buzz. I don't know, a shape up or something. Like, it's not. Yeah. There are some crazy <laughs> women for sure. Yeah. I mean, ooh. I I had a couple today, but you know, <laughs> yeah. the day's over. But um, I don't even cut any men's hair anymore. Okay. I did fail my barber's test. Like I was to the verge of if I failed it again, I would have to go back to school or take more apprenticeship hours or whatever yeah. on the men's haircut. Okay. I'm not. I don't think I'm that great at them. All right. But <laughs> you know, extensions have always been my thing. Like extensions and color. Okay. And you know. Cool. Let's talk about a little bit about that because not only do you do hair and color and all that, but you also have like a product line, right? So yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. How'd you get into that? Like, it seems like it's like well, that's it's ca- a cool thing to get into. It's yeah. probably like I don't know how saturated that market is, but it's kind of a cool offering that you offer. Yeah. It, well, it's pretty saturated. Whenever we started, it kind of wasn't. Okay. There were just the few like big companies, and now there's more like smaller, like boutique lines, kind of like me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple local lines, even to like Oklahoma city. There may be one in Tulsa. Okay. Like Dallas. Um, it's a very weird story how that all came about. So yeah. going back to the story before the two girls that I bought the salon from, mm-hmm. um, they actually owned an extension line. Oh, uh, okay. They, they used to have their own and, and it's great hair still is. They still have it. Yeah. Uh, well, one of them still has it, but it, it's, it's a good hairline. And so, you know, we were using that for until 2017, mm-hmm. maybe 2016, 2017. I can't even remember the timeline. Well, those two had a terrible falling out okay. and I actually had a falling out with the one who actually asked me to go to hair school with her. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And, and said, Hey, do you want to buy this salon for me? And, and yeah. you know, gave me some clients to start with and, okay. and, you know, just got my start in it. Um, they were partners. Turns out she was kind of putting me and the other girl against each other. And we kind of found out and we asked her about it and, 
and it wasn't good. So she moved and then, but she, them two had the extension line. I'm like, back then I still had an extension clientele and I was like, what am I supposed to do with all of these clients that I have? Do I just start ordering from another place? And, Mm -hmm. and so this, this girl said, well, let's just start our own. And I'm like, but you, but you're already doing that with her. She's like, well, we're obviously not business partners anymore. So you and I start one. Got it. Okay. She said, I have all the contacts. I can just do a rebrand and everything else. So okay. that's how we did it. People cool. ask me like, who, how do you start? How do you? And I'm like, that's how I started, right. which is kind of weird. Yeah. But, um, but since then, um, I bought her out. Not okay. bad. It's good. We're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but that was really hard to get into. That that was like a really weird, tough time. Mm-hmm. Just all of that bad business stuff going on. Um, but the extensions, they are very competitive because there's always like, I mean, it's the beauty industry. It's like sure. a multi-billion dollar industry. So it's like you have these huge names and then you have like little names like me. And then, you know, it is. Yeah. And it's very competitive. Okay. And especially kind of in Oklahoma City, I feel like, it's not a competitive extension line world, but certain salons don't want to use my extension line because I feel like that they think that it promotes me and not them. Got you know what I mean? Okay. Like, oh, well, if I buy from her hair at her salon, clients yeah. may be like, well, I'll just, I'll just go to her or I'll just go to their salon because they're yeah. the ones with the hair, you know, which I get. I, I mean, I understand it. I guess maybe now is a good time to mention that you recently started your podcast of your own. Oh my God. I feel yeah. like I'm learning a ton about like, hair and like sort of everything that happens behind the scenes and like all the crazy stories. Right. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to do your own podcast and what your experience has been so far. Okay. Well, am I allowed to say that you got, okay. Yeah. yeah. So (laughs) yeah. I mean, so yeah, you guys like help us and and produce the podcast and do all that. And I, AJ and I had been talking about it for, I don't know, like three or four months. Really? And so, you know, we had had these ideas of, oh, and I already know in my mind, like, I'm not going to make time for it. I don't even know the first thing about yeah. editing and, and just the all the behind the scenes stuff. And mm-hmm. so then him and I, we like got together and we're like, okay, we're going to like download these like editing and audio apps and yeah, AJ was saying totally like somebody said like you can record in your bathroom. Oh my gosh! And you yeah, put like I mean, these bed like, sheets and stuff. No, like, I'm not doing that. I thought <laughs> yeah. what I thought about was like the episode of the Kardashians where it's like Chloe and Scott doing their in the bathtub like yeah. the and I'm like <laughs> and then if you want to have a guest right right like it's like this is awkward yeah. and how do you even know that it's even going to sound good in a small space? Right. So we literally had it mapped out at our salon. We're like, okay, well let's let's measure the bathroom and then let's try to do this. And then we thought about his apartment and then I was like, we're not going to do this. Like, you know, this is like, but we have so much to say and like talk about. And then we were sitting there talking and he's like, Oh my gosh. And you had texted him. You're like, Hey, like, are we still on? You're supposed to be my guest right. tonight. He forgot. He yeah. totally forgot. He was like, Oh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Like, yeah. And he was like, Oh, nothing. It's a podcast. I'll yeah. tell you later. And I'm like, what? He's doing a podcast with somebody else. Like I'm yeah. pissed. Oh, Not really. But I was just like, what is this? I've never even heard about this. Right. So he comes here, does it. And then a few days goes by and he's like, I haven't even told you. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, Oh my God, it was so cool. Like it's like, it's like all professional and like the audio yeah. and like all of it and everything sounds good. And he was like, I was so excited. He was like, I was kind of nervous. And then, um, I think that's whenever he just put us in like a group message yeah. and, and I was like, do you guys do this? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, Ooh, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's been listening and they've been loving it. They're like, it sounds like so professional. The amount of like support and you guys have gotten like off the bat is like awesome. Oh, see really? People like posting like, Oh, like Mondays. All right. Cause you, you publish on Monday yeah. and everybody's like hair mafia Mondays and like, They'll send like a screenshot where they're checking you guys out. Yeah. Like you guys have been getting a lot of feedback. I'm actually like surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But I think all of it comes down to what you guys do because we would have never done it. And everybody does say like, wow, this sounds really good. And yeah, like it's that's what everybody loves. Like it it sounds like super professional. Like you guys are like really doing something. (laughs) We're trying. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Like we love it. Yeah. I wish we could do it. I'm like, dang, I wish we could do it like every day. We could just talk about our day. The the stories (laughs) that you guys have. I mean, like I said, I'm learning, but then there's a lot of drama that happens. I didn't know that that much drama happened in the beauty industry. There is a lot of drama. I mean, the clients, we have to just kind of give them hell. You know, I mean, there are the few that we're like, that they're, we don't talk to anymore and they probably not even listening, but 
Um, a lot of them just, they know they're like, man, that is me. I do do that. Are you talking about me this time? You said that one client found out you're going to have a podcast and they like canceled all their bookings. Yeah. Yeah. She was upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I had made an announcement like, Hey, our next podcast is coming out. You guys want to know what we're talking about? Here's a, here's what we're going to dive into. And it's just yeah. like general info. We said like crazy client stories. And then that's when my right. phone was like, cancel, cancel, cancel. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Do you think that's sort of for the best? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause Some, it kind of helps you tailor your, your clientele better or what? For sure. Someone yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still have no problem like telling someone like, you know, this isn't working out, but every now and again, you do have those people that not that I really think like it's going to be a huge fight, but it's yeah. almost like it's just easier to do it than just sit here and argue about it yeah. and, you know, text about it or whatever. But yeah. it, it is for the best. And she, um, it's probably best for her. She probably found someone that, is, yeah. is better or, or just, <laughs> you know, right. or, or whatever. Cool. What's sort of your goal for the podcast? Like what made you like sort of want to have a podcast? It was just people asking you because you have so many like stories and stuff or how did that come about? Um, I don't even know. I just thought it would be cool. I honestly thought, cause I, I mean, I listened to like my share of podcasts, yeah. I don't, but it's just kind of, I just listened to, I don't have like one ep or like one podcast that I'm like, all okay. about because I thought does anyone just like talk about I mean it's hard to explain I just thought it as like therapy for me okay. or or whoever or, or you know whatever just to like get it out things that are and they're not all negative and they're not all making fun of clients sure. but just to uh, like you know hear like our side of things or to have other stylists relate yeah. we, we get a lot of feedback about stylists are like oh my god like that happened to me too. And sometimes I'm like scared to say it. Cause I think a lot of times on social media, if I do like go on a rant, mm -hmm. like on my stories, I'm like, oh, like, I had like a bad day or whatever I'm saying. Yeah. It, I mean, it can potentially look like, God, is this girl like constantly just complaining about everything, which right. I'm not, I'm not a negative person, but I think it can come across that way. But if you have a podcast over it, just yeah. getting out like your obstacles and, or just whatever and, mm -hmm. and positive things and tips and tricks and stuff like that. I think it, yeah. And I, th I think specifically for the beauty industry, everybody just posts like the best things, right? Like it's like their highlight reel. They never yeah. talk about like the behind the scenes or the yeah. struggle or all the drama that happens. Right. It's yeah. always like picture perfect. Everything on Instagram. Well, is great, yeah. That's right? just like, yeah. Social media. <laughs> well, it's only what you want people to see. Kind of right. like what you said earlier about, well, you know, you put it out there, what clients you want to attract. It's yep. just like, you're really just trying to put out like, this is what I want people to see. And this is what I want to attract, yeah. you know? Um, but it's good. And even AJ was like, that, that's like therapy. Like I feel better talking about it instead of sitting there like overthinking, should I even be mad about this? Or I feel bad being upset about this. Yeah. That's awesome. And you guys yeah. are also killing it on TikTok, right? Like you guys sort of pay attention to what's trending and Do, like if anything's happening. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't uh, even, my TikTok's terrible. Okay. Well, you're featured on AJ's maybe because I see you pop up on TikTok. Oh, really? A bunch. Yeah. I don't even like, see how. No? My, <laughs> I'm more into the reels. My first okay. TikTok video went viral and it was really ridiculous. What was it? It was me and my uh, daughter. I was trying to do a cooking video and it mm. has like 100,000 views. No but <laughs> And it got it fast. It really hasn't had any more views after that. But yeah. I did something in my... And I put a voiceover on it of mm. like Barry White. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a super like a deep, deep man voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? I was like, I don't even understand this. And it was just like chicken and olive oil, salad dressing and noodles like in the crock pot. It was just like a simple recipe. But I think the voice was like, who is this? And I don't even know why it trended. Yeah. But ever since then, like I've tried to do hair and all that, and I maybe get like 200 views okay. on the, on the well, videos. I, I definitely see you pop up. So maybe it's, I don't know if it's AJ's it account. It could be or AJ's because his Because you guys do a lot of like combo like type. We do, but stuff, he right? posts on TikTok though. Okay. He's gotten pretty good about TikTok and Reels. Yeah. I just do Reels. Okay. Cool. So maybe that's what that is, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it, it's sort of like brings sort of like the less like. Like I said, when you when you think of beauty, everything has to be perfect. And you guys sort of like give a behind the scenes look and then talk about real stuff and like, yeah. you know, kind of goofing around in the salon oh, sometimes yeah. or whatever. So I don't know. To me, it seems like you guys would be more approachable just if I didn't know you guys oh, based really? on your reels and stuff. I would be like, OK, they're, okay, they're cool. Go. Yeah, we yeah, try to be know? authentic. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, but we don't want to be too negative. Okay. But you know, <laughs> you know, some. But we're both just that way. Like I just, I can't like hold back. I'm, I don't think that I'm like crazy outspoken, and I don't think he is either. And yeah. Definitely, like I'm not like confrontational, but it's just like, you know. Okay. It does. We like talking about that stuff. Cool. I think also one thing that you're doing with your podcast is it's like allowing you guys to educate, right? So yeah. you, you educate from a client perspective and then also from like an owner, like a, also like entrepreneur perspective. So you kind of yeah. are educating on both sides of the chair type thing, right? Yeah. 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 And it's good because I'm pretty experienced. I mean, I'm learning new stuff every day still and mm -hmm. the industry always changes. And then, you know, he's only been out a year and a half. Okay. You know, so it's good to see that someone who's been doing it forever like me and him, we can still relate in a lot of ways. And he teaches me things and I teach him things cool, and stuff like that. So Awesome. Speaking yeah. about teaching, you also like went around the world like educating, right? Not the world, I wish. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm trying to hype it up here. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, we can say it was the yeah. world. Okay. Um, the United States, yes. I used to teach color classes. It was never extension classes at the time because that's back whenever... Um, I was working at the salon with the other extension owners. Okay. And so I taught color classes with an independent education company. How'd you get into that? How did you even like start that? I honestly just like stalked them. Okay. Like, so I went to a couple other classes in Dallas and I was like, wow. man, it was different at the time because they weren't working for a brand. It okay. wasn't like a huge brand. Like usually you hear like all these huge hair brands like Redken and and Pravana and like Chi and Guy Tang or whoever and yeah. all these huge, huge names. And then they have their educators come out. They were going and educating. This is just what I do like every day behind the chair. Okay. And these are my techniques. And so I thought that was really different than anything else. And that was like the start of independent education. It. Like it really was. And um, I followed them on Instagram and they put out, they were like, we're hiring 30 educators. And I was like, I'm just going to send in a few photos. That's cool. And so I sent in like five photos and they called me back or well, emailed me back. But had they, you ever done any like educating or anything before? You're just like, I'm just going to do never. it. Yeah. Nope, never. <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay. So they were based out of Orange County. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, we love your pictures. Come out to our educator summit. Are you interested? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm like, what do I do? And they're like, nope, you just, they were like, um, they paid for the hotel. And you just had to get out there. They were like, you know, our educator summits three days. You know, we feed you breakfast, lunch, snack. You know, you have to do dinner and then your flights or whatever. Yeah. And so there was about 300 people there. I was oh, like wow. so overwhelmed <laughs> and I was so intimidated. And and you're doing like an actual like person's hair in front of 300 people or what? what is it that you do? That whole, well, to even get the educator position they kind of talked to us about like public speaking and all of these things. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't really think, I mean, that's not going to be a big deal for me, yeah. <laughs> but there were a lot of really ex experienced people there. Yeah. And so they put me in this group and they were like, you're going to be in this group. And cause they had three different groups and they would go, um, at separate times. But what they were telling us to do, they were like, okay, we'll come up here and, um, show a education demo for you have to you're going to be timed and it's going to be four minutes oh wow and i'm okay. like okay. so it's kind of almost like a ted talk type thing where you're like yeah, up and on like, stage and, yes yeah, and okay. i thought this may not be too bad because there's like four owners i could do it i could do it in front of them no you had to do it in front of everybody uh, okay and i was like i'm done <laughs> i can't there's yeah. no way that i'll be able to do this and my last name's shepherd so they went alphabetically uh, okay and so I'm like, I would rather just be first. Mm -hmm. That's just how I, I'm like, I just, I'll just go first just because I'll get, get more and more over. anxious. Yeah. yeah. I'll get more and more anxious. <laughs> well, um, I, and I, and I was like, I was sweating and like my hands were shaking by the time it was time for me to go up there because mm -hmm. I would think of something like, okay, what technique am, am I going to use? Cause it's, everybody uses the yeah. same stuff. And then or someone like talks about that idea or someone yeah. does it first. And I'm like, okay, so then I would think yeah. of something else really quick. <laughs> and then, you know, a few people down, someone would do it. Yeah. A couple people ran off stage and I'm thinking, Oh, oh my God, that's going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get up there and I did like the lamest technique ever, but I think because the way that I talked and like listened and then like, you know, whenever you're educating, when people ask a question, mm -hmm. you have to, 
I mean, you're teaching, so you can't be like, huh? Okay, well, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, you have to repeat it back and say, did everybody hear that? Okay, so that's a good question. And then you and then you just go in and talk about it. How'd you even know that? I don't you've know. Because you've never done that in the well, past. Well, because whenever I was going to college, before this hair school business, uh -huh. um, I was majoring in English. And I had okay. already tested out of Comp 1 and Comp 2 okay. before I even started college. Okay. Not so that public was... speaking was my big deal, but I knew really well how to write and, like, mm -hmm. write a paper and just, like, that type of stuff. I okay. don't know how I knew that. I just... Knew it. Just natural. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, okay, so you've been accepted. This was like six weeks later. Mm -hmm. And um, and then they were like, just start. That's awesome. And then so they gave me the study material. And um, that's still pretty intimidating because you're going to all these other salons. Yeah. There's always someone in the class that's going to be like, well, I mean, I really didn't learn anything. Right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you have to be professional because you're working for a company, yeah. you know. So you're kind of repping like their school or what is it that you're repping their brand? Yeah, they were called product? the business of balayage okay. at the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's who they were. And I was representing them. And they're mm -hmm. like way cool, way laid back. Um, yeah. Women owned all these things. Um, so, yeah, it was... A huge experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now everybody's an educator, you know, and everyone's like, oh, let me show you how to do this and that. So I was so happy to like get in on the forefront. Since then, they don't even do it anymore. Okay. You know, they're all moms and families and, and they just, they yeah. were like, we're going to stop doing it. It's probably hard to have like 40 people that you're trying to navigate around and sure. ship color to and, and all of this other stuff. So yeah. I wasn't really sad whenever they said these are going to be the last classes of the year and then we're going to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like traveling and all that isn't as glamorous as what people think. Yeah. It gets I, old, right? It yeah. does. And I, I just had a baby Lotus. Um, Oh, is that why Lotus of June? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's the name of your salon. Yeah. So those are your two babies or what? Well, June, I, I didn't just want it to be called like Lotus hair salon or okay. whatever. Okay. So I was like, I want it to be like something else. Okay. Like Lotus and something. And I just picked June because uh, I thought it sounded good together. Okay, I was going to say that. If it's that not like her middle name okay. or no. Cool. Um, but I just had her and then I started back traveling because they're like, well, we'll give you like a four month maternity leave. But then my traveling, I was gone like Saturday morning and, and then I would take the red eye home. Okay. Like that's tough. Monday night after class. And then yeah. I'd be home at like two, three in the morning and then I would just go to work. And then you're exhausted, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was hard. Yeah. So then I was like, but it was a great experience. So we had a guest on the podcast on, on, on our pod, my podcast, whatever, yeah. Brittany. You she, should plug it in, by the way. Plug in your podcast. Where oh, can people find no, you? I'm Definitely. on yours. No, no, um, let's, let's plug it in. Um, but on our pad, on our podcast, Brittany, I don't know if you remember her. Mm. Um, I actually used to educate with her with the same company. So that's oh, okay. how I know her really well. Cool. And she's cool. Awesome. But yeah, the educating, yeah. It was a good experience also. Would you say to, that that like helped build a, your brand and sort of like build a name for yourself doing that? I and, think my name, yes. Yeah. I think like my own brand, definitely. Okay. But back then, I mean, I didn't have the extensions or anything like that. So they've asked me to come out and teach some extension classes here and there. Yeah. It's really hard, okay. you know. I don't see how they did it. it. If we're at home teaching them, it's fine. But even just going to it, like we just taught a class last Sunday and it was just a color class, but just getting everything and driving to Edmond, it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of logistics, a lot of prep, right? Well, yeah, there are. So that's what makes that, you okay. know? So being an entrepreneur doing all these things, was there ever a point where you're like, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe this is like not for me. There was ever a point like that or what? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have like these little tiny, like, that's it, I'm done. I'm going to yeah. go back to college. That's like once a month. And that's like a fleeting once a thought. Once a month's pretty frequent. Though. <laughs> well, that's just like a fleeting thought. Yeah. It's not like, it's like, I had a bad day and I'm tired. I'm hungry and yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. And then, and then I'm over it, you okay. know, five seconds. Um, there was a time whenever all of, uh, whenever my friend left the salon and mm -hmm. took with her extension line. And then she had actually taken like three girls from my salon. And then whenever, uh, her name's Shelly, Shelly and I started our extension line. I, I wanted to quit yeah. just because I was sad. There were like feelings involved and I was mad. Mm. And then like, um, like 
cease and desist were being served stupid stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just kind of like, I was mainly just hurt. And I was like, I'll just, maybe I just won't do hair anymore. Maybe I'll just give up. Okay. She can have all the clients. She can have the hair extensions. I don't care. You know what I mean? Um, there were never any lawsuits, obviously. That, But yeah, then I was really... Okay. Yeah, I was pretty sad. But never a time to where like maybe there's a struggle. You've always had a solid client base and like you're able to cover everybody like your overhead, your your rent, everything's good. Oh, as far as that? Yeah. yeah. No, okay. there's never been a time that's for awesome. that. Because that's oh, always yeah, like the struggle, right? Like you're being an entrepreneur, like making overhead and all that when you're getting going is like the struggle. It is hard and it's so hard with the extensions. Um, I would have a, a lot of money if, if I would, you know, I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying, Ooh, I'm a baller, but right. uh, you know, I could have put a down payment down on a bigger house, things mm. that, you know, that people just want to do. There's sacrifices involved. Yeah. Right? Big time. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, I've never, I'm glad that I only have one location now though. Really? I am okay. happy about that. Um, both salons were full. That really wasn't that big of a deal, like financially or whatever, but it was like, I was spread really thin and I think my clients could tell they were like oh Tracy's like I was like crazy at the time I'm like yeah. what do you want today okay I was just, <laughs> yeah. you know it was just yeah it wasn't fun do you ever want to go into just like an operations mode or do you always want to be hands-on you want to have your clientele all the time kind of both but both. I think I would always I do enjoy doing hair okay. and I am a creative person that that was the thing like whenever I acquired the salon or bought it from them or whatever I didn't even know what I was doing at okay. all like, I'm like, what's an LLC? Like, what do I have to do here? Right. What, I mean, what taxes do I have to file? I mean, yeah. and it's just, and all of that can be overwhelming because as someone like me who just wants to be like, hey, I just want to create this and make people happy and right. be a people person. And that's the and part you enjoy. Like, you just want to do that. And then yeah. all the other stuff, the all taxes, the other, all that stuff is Yeah, like, I'm like, and it's yeah. not that I don't want to pay my taxes or anything right like now. that, but I'm just. <laughs> but it's not the funnest thing, right? No. And and yeah. some of that stuff I still don't even know how to do. I'm mm -hmm. like, um, I got to like see what this means, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, who do I ask? You know? So who am I going to find on your playlist? So. What are some of the bands or artists? I know that you recently know, went to a concert. So embarrassing, right? So. I I did go to Pearl Jam. Was that your own doing, or were you sort of like my boyfriend wanted to go? Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> I've seen them before. Yeah. I, I have seen them before. Uh, this this would have been my third time, wow. and his okay. friend had really good seats, like in a suite. Um, so that was nice, and we had food and like the whole thing. Awesome. We had actually bought the tickets in 2020, and of course they you know, had to cancel, had to cancel. I saw the Dixie chicks where I was like, I didn't even know that they were here, but you know, I don't really, <laughs> yeah. my playlist. I'm like, I need to get my phone. It's all over the board. I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and say like gangster rap. No way. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Old, old like, gangster uh, rap, like Snoop Dogg, or... anything death row. Yeah. Anything okay. that, um, Kendrick Lamar. No way. Okay. Yeah. Eminem, obviously, um, 50 yeah. cent. Yeah. How far back are we talking? Like NWA? Yeah. 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 All okay. that. Two life Super crew, old. Like, yeah. yeah. Too okay. short. No way. Yeah. Okay. All them. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's funny because we ran in, we went to the uh, Skirvin, the red piano bar or whatever before. Uh -huh. And my boyfriend's brother was there and I was like, are you going to the concert with this? He was like, no, yeah. I knew y'all were going. I just came in here to have some drinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like, why are you going to Pearl Jam? He's like, I know what kind of music you listen <laughs> like, to. Your jam. And, and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm like, I like Pearl Jam. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like a good band or, and, and they're really good live, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's either it's, it's, it's rap. Okay. All did the you time. go see Kendrick too when he came to town? I no? did not. Cause no? I didn't even know about it. Oh, I didn't even know about it. And I was annoyed because my boyfriend was in between jobs. So he took an Amazon warehouse job and he was working like Crazy 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And yeah. I'm like, man, I want to get a babysitter and yeah. go. <laughs> but no, yeah. we went to what? Oh, the Up and Smoke tour in 2000 okay. in, in Dallas. We went cool. to that. I mean, how many times? Oh, yeah, I've seen Warren G like three times. Snoop, I saw him like two times. Yeah. Nice. That's just kind of like my music. That's cool. So you're pulling we don't listen to, the, to it in the salon, obviously. I was going to say, why not? <laughs> well, I mean, we can, yeah. but yeah. Okay, cool. Is What about uh, any new stuff? Do you enjoy any of the new rap besides Kendrick? or? I mean, like Travis Scott's okay. Travis Scott, okay. I mean, I don't know. I just don't like new any. I'm getting old. Like, I don't <laughs> like new anything. You were talking about like, uh, watching the MTV Awards, right? And yeah, like, I didn't know anybody. Didn't know I'm anybody. like, I have not one. Nicki Minaj, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter wants to go see Post Malone. Okay. I think he's cool. Yeah. I, do, sure. I mean, he's definitely unique, which is yeah. always a good thing. 
So I'm like, she's never been to a concert. I think she went to like kids bop or something. I'm like, that doesn't count. Yeah. But she wants to go see him. So I'm worried a little bit about him. If I'm being honest, what do you mean? The amount of Bud Light, Budweiser he drinks and the smoking, like he's uh, young too. He's young, but man, every show, like. I feel he's like all, I've never seen him without a Budweiser in his well, hand. Well, he's got he's got the, he's got these little things. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. It's always like Budweiser and a lot of smoking, which has to affect your vocal cords, I would think. But I don't know. Yeah, I thought that. Well, I read that he like had a baby and. Oh really? Yeah, because okay. he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he was like, I'm like trying to like slow down my drinking. Okay. Yeah, him and his girl had a baby. I don't even know who his girl is, but <laughs> well, yeah. maybe he's sort of cleaning up his act a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I, I definitely like him. Yeah, he's pretty. I was listening to him a long time ago. I'm oh, like, really? y'all are acting like "Congratulations" <laughs> is like a new song. It right. is like it is like older. Yeah, okay. And Lakin's like, really? And I'm like, no, this this is this is like 2013 or something. It's uh, like it's like pretty awesome. pretty old. I didn't know you were like a hip hop head. Now when you come to the studio. <laughs> We're going to be able to talk music and all we that. We can. So yeah, cool. totally. Yeah. Are yeah. there any up and coming concerts that you're, you're going to? No, just because we had so many that got canceled. Yeah. You know, yeah, Post Malone. We did have tickets to see Billie Eilish. My girls like her and, oh, I, and yeah, I really I like, like her, her too. too. She's really good. Yeah. Um, that was in Nashville in 2020 okay. and they canceled that. I can't even really think of, there's just none that I would want to see, yeah. you know, Ice Cube's coming to uh, Lucky Star. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I don't even know if I would go out there, but <laughs> probably. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't. The craziest things that have happened to me at concerts have always been at rock concerts. People are like, what? Really? You, you've like seen like all. And I'm like, nothing <laughs> happens at rap concerts. I don't yeah. feel. I mean, besides the Astro World, that was totally yeah. different. But I'm saying like, as far as people having a good time, mm-hmm. like. It's always like people are any rock concerts, the vibe and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like any rock concerts. I'm like scared really like there's like people not at pearl gym that's you know more of like an old school but <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i've seen like metallica and like Godsmack and like okay. a bunch of like heavy heavier bands mm-hmm. and i'm like and people are like fighting big time fighting yeah they're trying to mosh and stuff like that or yeah what? i got beat yeah. up at um oh social distortion that was at canes no and oh i i like showed up the next day at work people were like what, what happened and i'm <laughs> yeah. like i don't know i'm just chilling in the second row i didn't think all this was gonna happen because they're 70s yeah. and i'm like but that's crazy yeah hmm. okay but i don't we don't have any like concerts planned you're into r&b too like yeah uh, yeah there's a lot of like like 112 genuine like all those guys are putting tours together where it's like multiple r&b acts like are they touring? sweat oh like, nice yeah like, i feel like that they only go to the casinos though which is no, fine there's one that's coming to paycom center that's like a big r&b oh fest a good one all yeah those guys like yeah 90s type r&b so that'll I'm be good go. that'll yeah. be really good who came that was oh it was like in vogue and like salt and pepper and like new kids or yeah, something i think I came oh you yeah. did how was yeah. that it was cool and i had yeah. a lot of friends that were giving me crap they didn't want to go they were just like I don't want to go to this, like, you know, but they went and they enjoyed it. Oh, I'm like, sure. Like they were singing along and then all those songs, like when you listen to music, I think like it takes you back to a specific place, right? You can remember totally. the first time you listened to that song, maybe even like the smell, like if you were like having a cookout or yeah. if like you're wearing cologne, like back in the day in high school or whatever, like yeah. music always takes me back. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But they totally enjoyed it. It was an awesome show and like they all, like, Rick Ashley was the only one that I only knew like two songs, right? Like it's the, the songs that the everybody never knows. Never gonna give you up or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so he bad. did that song like maybe like two or three times. No, he but, did not. Yes. Why? Because yeah, he doesn't have that many hits, and he has to like sort of like fill up the space, right? So poor Rick. He, he did it on his but own. Hey, it's good. And then he did like a remix, and then he did it with like Salt and Pepper and everybody else. They were like all on stage doing That's it. That's cool. So <laughs> that's funny though. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't have any other songs. I'll just sing this one again. Right. I'm sure people still liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that song, like who doesn't know that song, right? Oh, it's a yeah. good one. And then it turned into a meme where like kids are like Rick Rowland, right? When they send that song to you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So tell me a little bit of sort of like, what do you got planned for the future? You know, you've got your salon, you're killing it there. You've got your own product. Like what else is on the future for you? Gosh, I don't know. I, mm. That's a that's like a good question. We go from music to all of a sudden we're gonna get. No, serious I'm serious here. again. I have to talk about myself, which <laughs> yeah. or, um, I don't have any plans right now. My plans right now, just for this, like the salon and the hair world with me, are just 
building our team. We just hired two new girls. Okay. And then my assistant is about to go full time. Um, AJ, he's getting like better in his skills. He was never bad, but he is still fairly new. Yeah. Um, we just hired another front desk person because, you know, we had, had let someone go. Basically, that's it. I'm just kind of like cruising you're, right you're now. You're kind of enjoying the moment. You're happy where you're at. Yeah, because yeah. it was a lot of like growing pains for a long time. Yeah. Um, it was after, you know, we did the extension line that was growing and then I bought her out and then it was just me. So then I was like, what do I do now? Right. And then two salons and then we just built this one out and sold the other one. So now I'm like, okay, like now I can breathe. It's like just one salon. It. Let's yeah. like, just like enjoy like being normal yeah. and actually doing hair. Cause that is what I love. Mm -hmm. I do love doing that. Okay. Um, I'm going to another hair show in Vegas and that's, that's cool. I just said <laughs> educating, but I'm actually going to, it's called an educator symposium. And I'm basically going to talk with brands about me educating for them. Okay, cool. So I basically interview and I pray that I don't have to like do any, anything in front of anybody, oh, yeah. like any, like whatever. <laughs> well, you were saying that you were nervous here, but I feel like you're a natural, like, you, you know, you I'm just nervous about talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what I have to say about anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's about it. Tell me a little bit about hiring and firing. What is, what is your sort of like preferred method there? Do you like try to hire perfectly, like make sure you weed out all the bad candidates or do you hire quickly? But then if you need to fire, you fire quickly. Like what? I think, it, what I think more, more of the hire and fire quickly and fire. only because we're a booth rent salon mainly. I would, yeah. you know, do commission with someone, but that's, a lot more work and a lot of people I think that they want to eventually get to booth rent mm -hmm. but um you just have to give people a chance you know okay. I mean not everyone's gonna be perfect in the beginning and so it's kind of like you know especially in hair yeah front desk if you're not working out by two weeks like this is kind of common knowledge so I just I just have to let you go okay. but like people can interview really bad and then like be amazing like just working and getting in there and doing stuff and okay. then so you, know, you might hire somebody, even if they're not great during the interview, you might just give them a chance anyways. Yes. I yeah. would rather somebody say like, I have no, really no idea what I'm doing, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm willing to do what I need to do. And, and I want to learn. It's okay. just like, if they're transparent about it, then I'm like, give them a shot. Okay. Then yeah. Then like we can train you or, you know, what are your strengths or weaknesses outside yeah. of even doing hair? You do have to have other qualities or even like, you know, front desk or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's really the people who are like, I can do this and that and this, and then don't deliver anything. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, that may not, that may not work. Yeah. Are you comfortable with firing people? Like, does that sort of get easier over time? I feel like that's always, like, know. you know, a struggle, right? Like you want to um, be nice, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. It's not a good fit. And maybe at the end of the day, they may be happier that, like, oh, God, thank you for firing me. I found <laughs> something else that's a better fit type thing. Probably. Yeah. I don't really have any problems firing yeah. anybody only because, um, and this isn't just in the hair world. I used to bartend, but I bartended for about 12 years, and I was uh -huh. the manager at the bar. So okay. I don't know if you know Henry Hudson's. Okay. But yeah. I managed a lot of those. Yeah. Not not like all of them, or that, but I was I hopped around to different ones, and mm -hmm. I wasn't like the GM of any, but I was like the relief and the assistant manager, so... Okay. They had like a, a firing process. You had to write people up and you had to do all this and do all that. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any problems giving criticism or telling anybody what they're doing wrong. In the hair world, kind of like you're saying, they're already, you're already kind of feeling something like, yeah. they probably don't want to be here. I know that they don't. And they're probably thinking, I don't really want to be here, but I don't know how to tell her. Right. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. kind of like the episode that we had on our podcast, we're, you know, I let him go. I was like, you know, this just isn't working out. Like, I think you're yeah. great, but it's just not working for us. And he was like, I 100% agree. I was going to quit anyway. Okay. Fine. You know, um, firing people in like a corporate setting is to me it way harder. Right. Way a ton of drama. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I had people accusing me of being like homophobic and and just all these things and i'm like yeah. i'm just letting you go because you're doing you know you're doing drugs in the parking lot with when you're supposed to be waiting on your tables you know right but that's also corporate i feel like the salon no it's it's not it's not that hard and okay. i mean i'm not really anybody's boss you know i know aj calls it boss lady and I, <laughs> yeah. and she's the boss and all right. of this but 
they still are like in their own little business inside my little business. I mean, I still run a very small business and then they have their own business. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they make their own prices, they make their own hours. Okay. You know, I have a few like standard rules, but I think that that's just rules of living, like, you know, or things that you should already know. Like, you know, like don't show up drunk to do hair or don't assault your clients or or don't miss your appointments, little things like that, you know, um, because at the end of the day, I think you were mentioning that any complaints or anything are going to be tied to the salon and probably not to that individual person. Yeah, sometimes. Um, And I'm like totally cool with taking in complaints, whether they're Mm -hmm. mine or for the salon. We've had some complaints from four stylists. And the stylists are like, well, I can't, I'm a, my own independent contractor, so you don't need to message the salon about it. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, but, but you still can, you and know, they're we still want your brand kind of, right. right? I mean, the brand. Yeah. And I feel like they're even more representing everybody else as the team. Cause people mm-hmm. don't know that walking in, Yeah. you know, people are like, I'm just here to get a service and, I, and I'm right. happy to be here, but they don't, you know, they think it's like any other place where people yeah. work there and you guys sort of are a team, right? Yeah. They don't and know that's yeah. individual. Right. right. And we still are a team, yeah. but like, you know, like if we as a salon as a whole get a bad review, like mm-hmm. honestly, it doesn't affect me personally in my like business. Okay. I think for the people who are trying to build, it would really affect them more because they're like, man, you know, I'm trying to build clients and I'm new and then we've right. got like these bad reviews and no one's going to want to come here. Me, I'm like, I already have a full clientele yeah. and I'm giving people away okay. all the time. So I think it's more unfair for the people who are just there working with them. And I mean, I'm working with them too. Yeah. I don't act like, uh, I'm a boss and <laughs> y'all got to listen to what I say right. type stuff. Okay. That's just cool. not me anyway. Yeah. If you had to sum up sort of all your experience and give maybe a few tips of somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur like what would be some of the tips that you would share with them? Just, you know, everything you lo- you learned along the way, how would you sum that up? Well, I mean, ooh, I would just definitely say like, don't expect to not work. Uh-huh. I think in this day and age, everybody's like, if you do this and this, then you can have this. Yeah. And it doesn't always work out that way sometimes. I think some people have more opportunities than others, mm-hmm. um, whether it be more money than others in the beginning or, you know, I, I feel like some people don't have a huge family to support in the interim like I do. Right. Like I have three kids and my boyfriend and I'm the breadwinner and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. You know, that's just our dynamic. Yep. So sometimes I fall short like, oh, I, I need, you know, I need this and I need this as far as like maybe financial things because I'm doing all this other stuff. Right. Um, but I think and don't compare yourself to others. I think that's also a big one. People are like, what are they doing that I'm not? Yeah. And it's like, doesn't matter because you're you. This is like your your brand. And honestly, like kind of like our hair extensions, like there's good hair quality and then there's bad hair quality. Like our hair quality is right up there with all the huge brands. Mm -hmm. And then there's some out there that are mediocre to bad, but they're huge because of like your customer base. You know, they want to come to you because of you. Right. You know, and being authentic is another one. Okay. Yeah, I think something that I've learned with the podcast is to not pay attention to numbers and to people that support because there's like random people, right? Like a celebrity will launch this new like collab with a brand or something. Everybody's like, oh, my God, liking (laughs) it, sharing it. Right. You're like, great. And and here I am with my little podcast struggling and it's like crickets. Right. So that's something that I've talked with Omar, too, about. It's like the people that seem to support you the most sometimes are the people that you don't really like know that well. That's definitely like true. People from like out of state, uh, even out of country, like people that we haven't even met, like, yeah. you know, we've only met online. Yeah. A lot of that support is from them. And it's crazy to me. I don't understand that. I don't know if you've had experiences that are like that. Definitely. And that's like a good point that you bring up because it's like a celebrity or an influencer will go on and say, Oh my gosh, here's this, you know, what, whatever I have a product or anything of some right. sort or, or a podcast or, and it I'm never gets questioned, right? Like never gets like, questioned. I'm going to do this new thing. Everybody's like, awesome, great right. sharing it. Right. Right. But you come up with your sort of entrepreneur idea, whatever that might be, small business. And it's like, well, why is he doing that? Does he even know what he's doing? Like there's <laughs> all these doubts, right? I know. But when it comes to the celebrity, it's like, it's like I have questioned. shit in a bottle. They're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy it right yeah. now. It's yeah. like, but. I don't Wait get a second. it. I don't get it. And your fr- your people who are your friends, and my, I'm not saying like all my friends, but right. they're the ones that are always like, 
well, we're friends and, and I want to do that. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. Like I'm still a brand like, yeah. or, or just a business in general. I just, yeah, the, I, I mean, I even myself get discouraged. Like I see a huge brand, like we came out with these extensions and I'm like, yep. And I see like this super popular hairstylist promoting them and I'm like, why? But then I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It is what it is. It's just so weird to me, right? Cause there's all this doubt and all these questions, lack of support from people that you know and you would consider friends, right? Yeah. And like I also DJ and when it comes to like they're going to have an event, then they're like, "Oh, I remember. I'm going to hit them up." But then they want the hookup because we're friends, right? So, I don't know. It's kind of like I I wish it was different, right? Like the it people is, that yeah. you know that you consider friends, support them. They're the ones that really need the support, I think. Well, and I feel like that they're more genuine. Not that these big brands aren't, but right. they're just sending out free product because they have the money. And then these yeah. other people are like, they don't, they don't like the product probably either. Or, you know, people ask yeah. you for a hookup all the time. What? <laughs> like that's probably like the, I'm the like the I'm like still like question. processing that. That's, that's always like it's never like, hey, how's it going? Are you available? It's always like, hey, what kind of deal can you give me? I've got this event coming up. It's oh that's always like the starter. I don't know if that happens with with your business, but not that, anymore. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't really have many friends anymore. <laughs> okay. Maybe I mean, that's a secret. <laughs> I mean, cause I just finally had to just be yeah. like, no, you yeah. know, I mean. Cause I started doing that. And then when I started saying no, those phone calls stopped coming too. So. But did other phone calls come in? Yeah. But it's strangers. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Who I think that they just, I, it's, it sounds sad, but it's true. It's like, <laughs> it's they just appreciate you more, Yeah. which it's like how and why, but yeah. you know. And okay. some of my best clients don't even have all this like clout and money and like tons of followers and mm -hmm. they're just regular people and they like you and your business and they like, and they're interested in your life. Like they bring like, you know, my kids like, Oh, here's a Christmas gift. It's not much beer. I mean right. that, that that's stuff cool. like really matters yeah. to me, you know, and I mean the money and stuff and like, all oh, that's good. But it's like, that's like, you know, yeah. that means more. And I was talking about uh, sort of the the things that people confess to you with AJ. It's crazy, right? Like yeah. things that you don't really even maybe even tell your family or friends. Oh no! People confess when they're getting their hair done. Right? My first client in hair school. It was my first haircut ever. I'm like nervous. I'm like I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. And so I'm like trying to talk to her. I'm like, so what brings you in today? Because yeah. that's just what, the only thing that I think to ask. Right. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. She literally says, and I'm sorry to say this on the podcast, but <laughs> no, she literally says, I found out that my husband was fucking my sister on her period. Oh, so I'm going to need a new look. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, okay, let's get I'm like, started. Is, is this? Yeah. I'm like, you would never say okay. that to anybody, right? No. So why do you think that? I is? wouldn't even say that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wow. But yeah. Yeah. Why do you think just people feel comfortable? Like, I don't know. It's almost like a, like it's time to confess time type thing when you go get your hair done. I don't know what it is. I think they do feel comfortable because they're like, they don't know me. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. But, okay. but you got to think it's a hair school also. So. Yeah. But that, I'm sure that happens with your business, right? Oh yeah. People share like crazy stories. All the time. And you're the keeper of the stories. So yeah. are you good at keeping those I secrets? I am. Yeah. I'm like a steel trap. Okay. <laughs> I really am. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I like it. But I, yeah, there's times that I'm like, oh, I really want to say something because like this other girl was just in here the other day, like talking bad about her, but yeah. oh, I'll just keep my mouth shut or, you know. That's funny. That's just drama. So we are running out of the time today, so we'll definitely have to invite you back. Yeah. Right. Before we wrap up, one thing that I always ask my guests is to tell me something about you that most people don't know about you. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, gosh. I don't. That's like the question that I was wondering if you were going to ask. And I, I'm like, everybody knows everything about me. It's got to be. Everybody knows like that I have kids and the hair and. A weird mm. thing that you like to eat, a weird show, like it could be just, you know, something that most people don't know. Maybe a crazy bucket list item that you want to do down the road. Gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> um, weird show, yeah. Eh, I think people would know that. I uh, Well, this is kind of deep, but yeah. we don't have to get into it. But I haven't, um, I grew up with no dad, okay. no no actual like father. I did. I did actually have a father figure from three years old until he passed away. But I've never, mm -hmm. never met my never biological. Met actual, okay. No. And then I have not. I've basically been estranged from my mom for about fifteen years. Oh wow. 
Okay. Yeah. And whenever anybody's like, oh, what are you doing for Mother's Day? I'm kind of yeah. like, oh, I'm hanging out with my kids, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I and it's and it's not anything like bitter. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah. So did you sort of have to be independent from a very young age? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, ma and maybe that's why I work and that's how I am the way that I am now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cool. All right. So before we wrap up, maybe plug in your socials. Where can people find you? Where can people find the podcast? Like now's your time to shine. So plug away. Oh gosh, away. here we go. Okay, <laughs> so like my social Instagram is Tracy Does Life, and then our podcast, which um, he produces and there they bring and all of that. Um, <laughs> Lots of fun. Yes, is um, Hair Mafia podcast on Instagram, and we also have Hair Mafia podcast on all channels. Cool. You can find it on Spotify, TikTok, Facebook. We get we get a lot of traffic on Instagram so far. Big traffic for us, but yeah, yeah we really appreciate it. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, congratulations with everything. You know, well, thanks. Continue success with all future projects. Yeah. I want to thank you. I know you're super busy, so thank you for, oh, yeah, for no being problem. on the podcast. It was so much fun. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Tracy Shepard on the Maverick Podcast. Keep grinding because in the dream we trust.